Welcome, welcome my friends to the business of personal brand photography. I am your host, Paula Brennan, and I'm coming to you all the way from the beautiful Australian shores. Now, if you're listening to me from overseas, please give me a shout out. I'd love to hear where you're coming from because we can see that this podcast is being streamed all over the world, but I would love to hear from you specifically. So if you haven't already, say hi, jump into my DMs. I'm totally cool with that. And I would love to hear from you. Now, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, it is called The Business of Personal Brand Photography. I am a veteran of the photography industry. I've been working myself personally for 23 years now as a professional photographer and I also grew up in a family where my dad was a photographer and we had a photo studio on the bottom layer of our house and so I know that I'm speaking with you know, a lot of experience when I share with you what I know to be true of what's working right now in my business, but also from experience from past, the old versions or the old history of photography, right back into the days where we used to have to cut up negatives and put them into masks and send them off to the labs, right through to the uh, dawn of digital and the birth of Photoshop and all those wonderful things back in the days when we used to scan photos to be able to put them into Photoshop right to today where we actually sell our work as not only as prints but more as a digital product more and more. So I do know that when I speak to you I am coming to you from a place not only from experience but of authenticity okay I'm not pulling this stuff out of my hat (laughs) it is learned experience and today I really wanted to share from a specific place of experience because when people come to me particularly my student and you know, we are visual people. So obviously we like to compartmentalize and make things look pretty. But one of the things that a lot of my students and people that I speak with and people who are DMing me, they're always asking me, should I run multiple businesses if I want to introduce personal branding? And it's a big question. So it's one that I wanted to unpack today. And I wanted to give you my own experience on this because yes, I have been through a stage in my career where I have run multiple business business names, which meant I had, you know, two websites, I had two Instagram accounts, I had two Facebook accounts, I had all of it, yeah, I had two sets of books that were running through my business in order to be able to compartmentalize the income coming through. And I want to tell you the reason why I did that. The reason why I was personally running two different business models was that I was running two different businesses in two different states, okay? I moved and rather than shut down the one that was, you know, paying my way, I kept it going until such a time as the new business replaced the income. So there was a long time there because one was the the old one was a wedding business. And any of you who do weddings, you know that weddings can go on for years and years. They book, you know, they were booking me two, three years in advance. And so um, I wasn't saying no to them, you know. So while I was building the business in Queensland where I live now, I was running my old business in Sydney and that required to Instagram, as I said, to Facebook, to websites. The first thing you need to ask yourself is, is your target market, is there alignments you can see between the existing target market and your new target market? Now, let me talk to you in terms of examples so that you can understand what I'm asking you. 
Now, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, are you going to be running this business in the same location? Okay. So is there an alignment in location? Because for me, there definitely wasn't different state, different clients. It wasn't easy for me to, uh, you know, branch out in a new state underneath the existing website because people would have just got confused because I would have been in a completely different city. Okay. So are your clients going to be in a similar location? If so, yes, tick, we can move on. (laughs) Are your clients similarly aligned in values? Now, when I say values, what I mean here is, do they value the photography the same? So if you're working in family portraits right now and people love what you do and they love, you know, they have no problem spending money on family portrait, no doubt that similarly they would have an alignment and they'd be okay with spending money on photos for their business, okay? If you've got clients in one side of your business who are struggling to pay money, for your work and they they're not really your ideal clients right now it there's a chance that they're not going to spend money over here on the side of business either okay so they might not just not be the right business but what I want to say is like for me when I look at say my wedding clients if I was operating in the same state my wedding clients really really valued working with me they really really spent comfortably they respected my time. They respected the effort that I put in. They respected my expertise and were willing to pay for it. Now, if they were business owners, they equally would have respected my time, my expertise and the time that, you know, and everything that I put into working with them, the level of service and the quality that I put into them, they would have respected that over on the business side as well. So to be honest with you, I wouldn't have had a problem sort of introducing personal branding to my wedding clients because I think there would have been alignment in the way that they valued my services. Okie dokie. So that's something that you need to look at. Now, is there an alignment in the client type as well? Well, when I have a look at my wedding clients, let's say, I'm sure that I, and I actually know that quite a lot of my wedding clients at the time were small business owners themselves. I know when I was at their weddings that if I looked around the room, I know a lot of them had small businesses or were entrepreneurs or had even larger businesses. So I know that the target market was similarly aligned as well in terms of there was definitely business people sitting at those weddings. Okie dokie. Now, if you're a portrait photographer, you'll probably find that 50% of your portraits either work for someone and they need to get some business shots they're thinking about opening their own business or they have their own business, okay? So, and they they would love to have a photo shoot with you to be able to get photos taken. The thing is, is once a client is a client, whether you service them in one way or another, it doesn't matter. They already know you, love you, like you, trust you. So there's an alignment and they're probably likely to work with you again if you offer them a different way of working with you. Okie dokie. Now, I want to just look at this from the opposite side of the, the field. I have a student who's done break, breakthrough, breakthrough client, and she does equine photography. Okay. So she takes photos of horses. Now, in terms of her clients, they are not aligned with personal branding. And so she did start an entirely new website and Instagram account, which I would I would encourage her to do because the it would be very much a disconnect if she started 
you know, she's all about horses, 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 and then she starts showing people in business. There's a little bit of a disconnect there in subject matter, okay? <laughs> so if you're already a photographer of people or if you're already a photographer, say, in the commercial space where you're working in that ad space, I would say there's definitely an alignment there. However, if you're currently doing, say, like architecture or landscape, there might be a disconnect in off now showing people in their workplaces. Okay. So you need to just have a look and see where that alignment and see where it, where it juxtaposes. And if it feels good to you and if it feels resonant and if it feels comfortable, then I would say to you is you could offer personal branding to your existing clients and by way of integrating personal branding into your website, into your current social media profiles. And I don't think that your clients, you're going to lose anybody is what I would say. Okay. If anything, I think you might gain them coming back again um, when you introduce personal branding. Now let's have a look at why I think that you shouldn't. And this is the thing, I'm going to, going to be really honest with you here and tell you why I believe that you, you can avoid, for want of a word, better word, and make your life easier if you don't have the two accounts. And basically, I've just said it there. I believe that you should make your business and your life simpler wherever you can. This comes from, I'm going to be really honest with you, it comes from someone who in the past has taken the hardest route to get things done always. You show me the easy path, you show me the hard path. And in the past, I was guaranteed to always walk that hard path. I don't know why, it was just my MO. I just like to make things more difficult for myself, but I always liked the more complicated route. Now I'm really chasing the simpler life and I hope that you are too. If you are, you're in the right place. But <laughs> but, but what I want to say to you is, is that it is exhausting, um, particularly if like me, you're not a lover of the social media. Um, it can be really difficult to run two accounts and to energetically give both accounts the same amount of your time and your attention, your engagement, your consistency of posting, your uh, attention to updates on your website if you need to do it, all of those kind of things. If you're going to run a blog off one of your sites, it takes a lot of attention and time. And unless you've got a big team to help you with this or someone who you're outsourcing this stuff to all of the time, it can be very overwhelming. So let's take the simpler route if you can and just run the one account. And if you are sort of still feeling tempted to start a new website, I want to get you to ask yourself this this question, why would you erase all of the groundwork that you've already done? Okay. You have to look at it from a business perspective. Does it make sense to start from scratch with things like SEO or followers or likes and engagement that Facebook has already built? You know, you've got a goodwill with Facebook and Instagram because the algorithm is working for you right now. If you've been engaging well, those, those mechanisms, the Google, the Google system um, with the SEO, it's all working for you right now. And if you have to start again, you're starting from ground zero with all of that again. And I can't tell you how hard it is to get on that front page of a Google search. I can't tell you how hard it is for your organic traffic to actually reach your existing followers let alone new followers right now, okay? Let alone cold traffic or even like, you know, the, the bigger the biggest scope of people out there. Unless you've got like massive viral content, it's very difficult for you to get found these days. So I want to ask yourself that question. Am I willing to erase 
all of the goodwill that I've already created online? Am I ready to split my attention and my focus? Because if you're anything like me, when you get a new shiny toy, so if you've got a new website, a new Instagram, all your attention and focus will go there and you're at risk of ruining and unraveling all the goodwill that you've already done over here in the other accounts, okay? So if you've been spending time and consistently posting, engaging on your existing Instagram account, let's say, and all of a sudden you drop it because you've got all of your attention goes over here, your, your algorithm, all the goodwill that you've got there is going to start working against you, not for you anymore. Okie dokie. All right. So I just want you to ask yourself, do you have the energy and the time to split your focus? Because I know most small business owners are busy as it is and sweating it enough as it is to just try and run one account, let alone adding a whole nother one in the mix. Just, yeah, for me, I, I think a little bit overwhelming. So let's have some solutions here. I've talked about problems, but let's have a look at some solutions here. If you do want to run one account, but you want to integrate everything into one email, one social media, one, you know, Facebook business account, you know, all of the things. Let's have a look at the workaround because I think that there's clever ways that you can integrate different genres into your business of photography so that you can start to bring in more business without necessarily making it harder on yourself. So the first thing we'll have a look at is let's have a look at your website. So if you've spent all of your time and your energy building a beautiful glamour or boudoir style website and everything is geared towards her and all of a sudden you want to open it up and be able to open it up for personal branding and headshots say in your business and you're scared about ruining this beautiful website that you've got. My simple solution and I've seen this done very effectively is simply just to have a gateway page when people enter into your website. And so by doing this, you can just have a button that says, you know, go this way for boudoir, go this way for personal branding, or go this way for intimate photos, go this way for business photos. And that's a simple, simple solution to be able to then get people to choose their own adventure. You've seen this before. You've probably been through businesses that have done this before. I don't think that there's anything wrong with doing that. So long as you've got the SEO on that homepage for both genres so that that way you don't lose it. But I think that if you can do that, I think that it's a fantastic way to just compartmentalize your website. And then once they get into that, you know, if I hit the intimate or the boudoir side of things, I get into this beautiful page that you've laid out for me. And my simple suggestion for you, if you are thinking about doing this to include personal branding or headshots, just duplicate all of the pages that you've already created on the boudoir side and then just literally change the text, change the images so that it matches to boudoir. I really don't think you need to go designing new pages or do anything like that either. I'm pretty sure that the templates that you've created over on that side of the fence are going to work equally as well if you just drag and drop your photos and change the copy for now, okay? In time, if personal branding starts to pick up and you want to like drop off some boudoir or let's say you're trying to move out of weddings, in time, you can definitely you know, upgrade and change things or have a design site specifically for personal branding. But for right now, for a really quick and easy solution to just introduce personal branding or headshots into your website, just duplicate the existing pages, change everything. Okay. <laughs> 
there you said it. Paula said it. She gave you permission to be a little bit lazier on the uh, on the design front. Now, obviously, if you're paying a designer to do this, you might get them to do something more elaborate for you. But I really do insist that you make it as easy as you can just to start introducing the product. And then, you know, in six months time when it's paying its way, you can definitely come back and revisit that. Now, the uh, so that's that's looking at the website side of things. Let's have a little bit of a look at your social media accounts because I know that it can be really difficult. Now, obviously, if your business name right now is Sophia Best Weddings, then you're not going to be necessarily able to fully introduce personal branding into your social media stuff easily. Okay. You might need to have a, a bit of more of a look at this for, the, for that sort of thing. But let's say your business name, like me, is just your own personal name, photography. Okay. That's definitely going to make it very easy for you to introduce any style of photography that you want. So long as you're kind of introducing it in a elegant, I would say, way. Now, I've seen this done very cleverly where some people do alternate photos. So they might have, you know, one business, one wedding, one business, one wedding. I'm pretty sure that stylistically your editing is going to look very similar no matter what style of work that you do. So don't go radically changing the editing that you want to do. And I, I see it a lot of time with photographers. They see what I do. I am a light and bright photographer. You know, I like to blow out the highlights. I like to make everything look beautifully saturated and nice and bright. That's my style. Doesn't mean it necessarily needs to be yours. If right now you're doing beautiful weddings and you've got that lovely kind of dull kind of matte look, you know, that muted sort of colors, depth of colors and warmth and less contrast, then keep that going for your personal branding because then people will, your wedding clients are more likely to jump the fence because stylistically, that's what they were attracted to in the first place. So don't think you need to jump on the latest trend or anything like that. You can still stylistically look the same and this makes it easy for you to then integrate into your current social media channels. Now, the main one that obviously you're going to visually be worried about is probably Instagram because obviously you can see the entire feed very easily and, you know, it is nice. Let's be honest. It's still nice to land on a feed that looks great. But what I've noticed more and more, and you do need to be aware of, is that the curated feeds are so pre-pandemic. You know, everything looking super slick and super matchy-matchy and all of that on Instagram, it's like long gone. So people want more authenticity. They want it to feel more immediate. They want it to feel more organic, I guess. So, you know, you don't need to be worried about how curated your feed looks like anymore. You obviously want some sort of cohesion through there, but don't be so worried. As I said, I've seen it done really cleverly with people alternating photos back and forward. I've seen people doing it in strips. So they make sure that a line of three is weddings, a line of three is headshots, a line of three is weddings, a line of three is headshots, however you want to integrate it. But just make sure you don't go obsessively into this new genre and forget about your old one on your social media pages either. It's not as important, obviously, on Facebook because the Facebook feed is quite messy and kind of distracting anyway, but you do notice it on the Instagram feed. So if all of a sudden you're just solely going personal branding, personal branding, and your next 15 posts are personal branding, and then you go, oof, bugger, I forgot about weddings. And then you just post one wedding one. That does start to look a little bit all over the place, I think. So make sure that you have a, a healthy, consistent blend is what I would say. A blend. Isn't that a beautiful word? <laughs> 
So all in all, you know, if you feel like you need to run two different business accounts or even three or four, if that's the business model that you're going for and you love, love, love working and spending time on your marketing, if you love spending time creating content for the different and, and social media platforms that you do need to run a business, my friend, go for it go for it. Totally fine. I'm, I fully support you. But if like me, that thought of running another social media channel or having to create another website exhausts you, I hope that this episode has given you a little bit of permission to let yourself off the hook of putting another huge task on your to-do list. I hope that it's helped you to see ways that you can easily integrate the new genres into your business, whether it be personal branding, or perhaps it's something else that you're considering. I hope that this has like helped you to be able to see that you can and it's okay to make your life easier and simpler and not overwhelm yourself with another, you know, subscription to have to pay for or another account to, you know, run your social media. I hope that this has given you permission to give yourself a little bit of freedom. <laughs> Because I know that the nooses, the the layers of the shoulds, I should be doing this, I could be doing this, I should be doing this better. Those are all nooses that we can, as creatives, we can Im- impose on ourselves that are unnecessary, okay? I want to see you out there taking more photos, not spending more time in your computer, having to create more stuff, okay? <laughs> so hopefully this episode has helped you and freed you from some more shoulds (laughs) all right my friend i'll look forward to catching up with you in the next episode i'll see you next week i'll put on a tight show you sure you can handle we be faster than jango